Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt. Disappointment and relegation two British football fans have had enough Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory pride passion in search of silverware and they found Major League Soccer got you a little present have you? yeah Oh. There you go. Oh, tissue paper. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Atlanta didn't get to the MLS Cup final, but it's still going to be a great game, so I'm not fussed. Anyway, not bothered at all. Dry your eyes, mate. Oh, just press that button. Let's get started. Get in! This is the MLS UK show. <clears throat> Hi there. Thank you for listening to our podcast. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Get in! Come on! Uh, by the way, here's a new episode. Let's do it. Get in. Loads and loads and loads and loads and loads to talk about. Mainly about Atlanta. Fluffing it. Blowing it. Uh, LAFC did as well, I'll point out. Yeah, that happened, but Atlanta did not advance to the MLS Cup final. Anyway, we're not here to look at the past, we're looking at the future. It's MLS Cup final week. (laughs) Seattle versus Toronto. Get in! Come on! They'll all be salty going, oh, look at how excited he is. His team didn't even make it and he has to get off on our failure. Yep, yes I do. (laughs) Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. I think uh, just dive straight in. I think just go straight in. It was satisfying, and I'll tell you why. Not because of you. I, genuinely, I wanted us to get our second star. Yeah. On the on the uh, on the badge that we put on temporarily when you uh, when you won it last year. But some mate, some of the tweets. I'm sorry. I know you will agree with me as well. I know. So I know we're on the same page. Here. Some of the tweets before the game is what makes Atlanta fans unbearable. The assumption, the, the like, just presuming that they're in the final already, and 
as soon as LAFC lost, some of the tweets were... I screenshotted them all. I saved them all because I thought, you know what? If they don't win this, this is going to be hilarious. Do you know that meme where it's uh, two sort of muscly arms sort of high-fiving? Yeah. And then you put uh, one name on one hand and one on the other? Yeah. Yeah. That, that week... One of them had Orlando City on it. The other one had LA Galaxy on yeah. it. Because the amount of smugness that was appearing over California and Florida was was unbearable. But yeah, okay, okay. Atlanta lost 2-1 to Toronto. MLS's dream final, LAFC versus Atlanta, is yeah. not happening. We've got Seattle versus Toronto instead. I would have been up for that. Like, LAFC versus Atlanta, this, this is kind of what I wanted, so I'll be honest with you. Like, satisfying as it was, you know, I think we've been robbed of a massive, massive yeah, spectacle yeah. there with two sort of, like, Galactico sides. Um, but like I say, even reporters, um, shout out to Doug Robertson of uh, the AJC, he was like, oh, well, um, as soon as LAFC were eliminated, it was a tweet to say that they're hosting it for the second year running. Are, they, are you? If, well, when when they clinch this, they'll be the most successful team in MLS ever. Are you? Well, this is what's made it satisfying. I'm just pointing that out because actually, I think everyone was looking forward to LAFC v Atlanta, but it's not a, it's not a bad outcome. I'll be honest with you. No, it'll be a great game, Seattle versus Toronto. We'll talk more about it in a moment, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. Now I've sort of settled down a bit because I didn't tweet anything about Atlanta. I thought before the game, don't tweet anything. You're the only one who didn't. Yeah, after the game, don't tweet anything because you know you as a as a, a fan of a team in England that don't win much, <laughs> you do learn don't get too big for your boots just before uh, a big game because chances are you will lose but you know Atlanta to be fair two playoff appearances Mm. and an MLS Cup uh, is not bad for the first three seasons MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt we're going to talk about the MLS Cup later on in the podcast of course we've got a competition as well that we're running this week so we're excited to tell you about that Mm. But first, I was in London this weekend and I got to watch some Premier League football, Uh Arsenal versus Wolves, and some NFL, uh, obviously American football, Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Never never heard of them. I was was sat, they were against the Houston Texans, so where I was sat, I was sat next to a bunch of people from Texas and they were like, uh, I was calling them the Jaguars, and they were like, (laughs) <laughs> the Jaguars? What? What? What are you calling them? It's like, no, we say it's the Jagu- Jaguars. Jaguars. They say Jaguars. But no, it was good though. But I, I will say though, the Premier League match, mm-hmm. I know Arsenal get a bit of a bad rep for their um, atmosphere and stuff like that. I know they're not doing that well at the moment. Mm. But when I went to Orlando, much better atmosphere than at the Emirates. I think. A, I'm not surprised, and B, that's why we're stood here doing this podcast. Mm. And that's why you're listening to this podcast, because I think deep down we all know that. <laughs> you know, and also, Arsenal not doing well, not an excuse. You went to Orlando. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I weren't surprised. I mean, we love the Premier League. We say that. We're not here to bash English uh, soccer because we love it. It's what we've been brought up on. We support English teams. But it was just an observation, really. The, the last two matches I've watched that didn't involve Bolton Wanderers, um, Orlando got a win on the atmosphere. Confused. Um, so you went to watch Arsenal v Wolves. Yep. So that's uh, English football. Mm-hmm. But then American football, I- I'm confused. We do a podcast on American football. No, well, 
This is the uh, gridiron, I think the uh, term is. Uh, so it was at Wembley Stadium, and it was um, no, it was it was great. I went last year. It was like L.A. Chargers versus Tennessee Titans last year. That went down to the final play. This year it was about twenty points in it, so it didn't quite go down to the final play. So I've, I don't, good. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like the rugby was on, rugby World Cup was on at the weekend. No clue as well. Just make it round and kick it into the net. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited for this one. I've got a player for today's game with a change in name. Right. And do you know when you just dig, dig one out and you're like, wow, this is epic. Okay. I am ready. If you haven't heard this before, the game with a change in name is where we give you the career path of a player that's played in the UK and in MLS. And you have to work out who it is. I'm intrigued to know if you'll get this one or not. Right. Well, uh, who have they played for then? Go on. So this is the second week in a row that our chosen player has played for Aston Villa. Ah, okay. Okay, so uh, started their career uh, at Nacional. Right. And then moved to River Plate and then to Aston Villa before moving to MLS in 2007. Right, okay. I have got someone in mind, first of all. Yeah. But then again... Which MLS team did played play? Played for two MLS teams between 2007 and 2011. Right. And Chivas. <laughs> Were they a striker? Yes. Okay, right. I think I've got it. I'm not going to say anything, but I've, I think I've got it. It was a South American thing that did it for me. Okay. Uh, they also returned to their first ever club, Nacional, uh, to end their career in 2013. Right, okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm 99% confident, but are you confident? Tweet us at MLS UK Show if you think you know the answer. Screenshot where you're up to in the podcast as well, because we know. We know. This is one of those that I didn't know played in MLS. Really? Yeah. I, I did know. If I'm right, I, yeah, I did know he played for in MLS. Um, so, uh, yeah, let us know if you, if you know as well, and we'll reveal all at the end of the podcast. Okay. The MLS UK Show. Right then, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to recap the playoffs. I'm going to hand over to you, because I've done my gloating, let's be serious. Okay, well, in the episode 24 of the MLS UK Show, you'll remember we spoke to fans of the remaining teams Mm. in the conference finals. We spoke to UK LAFC, we spoke to Gregor from the Full 90 Extra Time podcast, Yep. we spoke to Jamie from the Finding Toronto podcast, and we spoke to Sam, who's part of Dirty South Soccer, who cover Atlanta United. All four fans were extremely confident going into the playoffs, Mm. which made it interesting, especially on our socials over the course of the two nights, of course, Jamie from Finding Toronto and Gregor are the successful uh, fans yep. in this. But um, let's start with LAFC then because it was the first game. Yep. They lost to Seattle Sounders 3-1 quite comprehensive in the end. I was very surprised with how easy, if that is the right word, Seattle had it. Do you think it was just a case of underestimating Seattle? Seattle are maybe better as underdogs. What, what happened with this one? Um, I think it's a combination of things. I think the main thing from watching the game and being a part of the... I think it's quite nice that we're quite removed from it sometimes because Mm. we can get a real sort of objective view of things. And watching the LAFC v LA Galaxy game, you could tell that everything was on that. 
everything yeah. was riding on that game. And it was almost like, it doesn't matter if we've got 2% left in the can after this. We just need to beat Galaxy for the first time ever. Like, And I just think it's not exhaustion, but mentally everything went into that game. And I, I kind of wasn't surprised to see that they then got beaten by Seattle. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't. And we touched on this with Kalen as well. I've mentioned this before. We've seen them drop points in games randomly this season. Yeah, I know they ran away with the league and they had a huge points advantage, but we've seen those games, you know, the 1-0 Colorado teams have beaten them this season, Mm. you know, just out of the blue. And they did always have that vulnerability, I feel. Yeah, it feels for me that I don't think it's a case that when LAFC are favourites, they don't play well because they have shown that across the season. Mm. I think when the chips are down and they really need to to put the performance in, when they're favourites in a big game, I don't think they deal with it very well. The LA Galaxy one, yeah, you're right. I feel that they thought, right, this is our chance now. And after that, maybe it was a, okay, well, we've done that. So this is just a formality now to win. Anything else is a bonus as well, I think, was was the look there. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's that's something for next season. But, I mean, LAFC are record breakers. They've had an amazing season. So it's going to be disappointing with the lack of trophy at the very end of it. But it's difficult. And this is the beauty of playoffs in MLS is that it kind of, regular season, it doesn't matter if you finish first or seventh, you're still just in the playoffs, yep. you know, and then it's a look of a draw, really. Yeah. Um, moving on to Atlanta. Right, okay. How confident were you before the game? I said, I, I think it's a tough game. It's the toughest game we could have got, and it didn't surprise me. After t- 10 minutes, when it was 1-0 and a penalty, I was like, I'm surprised this is as easy as it is. Mm. I thought, 2-0... Will wipe the floor with them in MLS Cup final, Seattle at home, and when Toronto equalised, that's when I was like, "Oh no, I can see what way this is going." Because Toronto were a good team, and and again this weekend we'll touch on it later on. This is not a formality of of who's going to win it, even though Toronto were uh, are away because they've proven at New York City and at Atlanta now that they can get the the result. They're, at, they're on farm. Mm. What is it, 13 unbeaten, something like that? Yeah, and like they, they managed to scrape that fourth spot as well You know, on decision day, which was really unlikely because they've, they've finished strong. Should Atlanta do better with the first goal? Oh, yeah. I think they weren't closing him down. And then even... It's difficult to blame Brad Guzan, but for me, it just... It was a soft goal. It shouldn't go in, should it? It shouldn't go in, no. And I know he's he's bent it at a you know, and he's got it right into the corner. So maybe with the angle of it, maybe Bragg didn't think it was going, you know, he reacted a split second too late. But those type of goals you could argue I mean the second goal was a great goal, but you could argue even with that one. He's given him the runaround. Yeah, so it's too it's disappointing for Atlanta, but you know, they've had moments like that in the season and and unfortunately it's come to bite them on the backside at the worst time but uh, you know as I said Toronto I'm, I'm really happy for them because they've been the farm team I think with the second goal you can either say they should have closed him down mm. and they should and they did yeah. and he then just did a 360 and still got a shot away in way too much space or we can just say wow what an unbelievable finish and I think yeah. that's the one I'd rather go for yeah let's give him credit dear Leon <laughs> Leon with an absolute stunner. Uh, someone tweeted us saying he's hit that where the spiders live, and I love that. 
that's that's yeah. ac- that's accurate. That's the we say top bins in this country, so yeah. it's where the spiders live. Are we happy to take that on board? Yeah, Halloween edition. <laughs> yeah, obviously was not surprised, but you get used to maybe maybe it's just Orlandoitis, but you get used to that whole. Oh, here we go again, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. You know, and with the penalty, I was thinking. Oh, this is just unbearable, you know. And when it went in, when that De Leon shot went in, I just I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Oh, here we go! Like this yeah, is actually yeah. happening." And it's good. It's good for the playoffs. It's good for MLS because it shows that you know anyone can beat anyone. And uh, we saw that with LAFC. We've seen that with Atlanta. Final thing on that, and I'm not I'm not trying to stir the pot. Genuinely, this is a genuine question. I would take him in a heartbeat. Has Joseph Martinez? let Atlanta down in the playoffs um, over the course of those games? No, I don't think he has because he's just... Martinez sets himself higher than every other player other than Carlos Vea and Ibrahimovic. He sets himself higher than every other player in the league. So you do expect a lot from him. Yeah, you can look at the games and think, first game in New England Revolution, he was quiet. But they played very defensive, so it wasn't to his advantage. But you could tell he was getting frustrated. That's why he got that silly yellow. Philadelphia, he had his chances, scored a goal, but still had many chances. And Toronto, again, apart after the penalty miss, he was was very quiet. But then look at what he's done over the season. So I, I would never say that Martinez has let Atlanta down because I don't think Atlanta would be in that final if it wasn't for him. If he'd have come back from the injury three or four games earlier... Mm. We'd seen a totally different Martinez in the playoffs, but he's rushed back. He got his goal against New England Revolution in the regular season, but then I think the playoffs were a bit too much for him. But he'll come back stronger next year. Yeah, I agree. I saw a lot of people saying that that he'd gone missing in the playoffs, and I actually just think that uh, De Boer completely adapted to how the team were going to play. Lining up with Ambrose at left back told you everything. You know, he was desperate. He had limited players available to, to, to help him out there. And he was so desperate to, to go with that formation, that more defensive approach that Mikey Ambrose all of a sudden, you know, comes in and the likes of Miram had dropped to the bench. I just think there wasn't a huge amount of, of chances for him. But we, we predicted it all, didn't we? We'd said it, we said that was going to happen. Well, you said it would be a draw in the Atlanta game. I said 2-1, but I didn't realise it was going to be to Toronto. Yeah, I said Atlanta would win, and then we both said LAFC would win. So that means in the predictions last week, we got zero, <laughs> which is a draw, Brilliant. which means across the season now, we... Have, yeah, 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 Tell go on, tell me. I'm afraid, Elliot, yeah. for me anyway, I've got to concede. Yes! Get in! You are winning 9-6. I said last week, if I win, it becomes 9-7. Then we'll try and do something to make it interesting. Nope. I can't do it. So, Elliot, you've won predictions for this season. You've made up for an awful season last season. So, well done. Get in. But this means we've got to do something for the final. So... Does that mean this season was a success? Technically, for you. Yes! So that now means that we need to do something special for the MLS Cup final because the predictions is dead. Okay. You've won. Yep. Uh, it's 1-1 over the course of the seasons now. So what we've done, we've teamed up with mysteryjersey.com. Mm-hmm. It's a website where if you basically, you give them uh, some money, they'll send you a random football shirt. <laughs> if you're a fan of football jerseys, if you have loads of different jerseys, like I got the Columbia one from uh, the last World Cup, yeah. you know, the yellow one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought that recently. But if you're like me, if you like your jerseys from different clubs, this is a dream because you give them money and then they send you just a random shirt. So if you go on their Instagram right now, it's at MF 
J underscore UK 23, you can see that fans have been sent shirts ranging from New York City to Everton to Kaiser Chiefs from South Africa <laughs> to Roma, Lazio, River Plate. There's all sorts of shirts to be sent out. So we've teamed up with them to make the MLS Cup final special for everyone who's listening to this podcast and everyone on our socials as well. Okay. So it's as easy as this. On Wednesday, so Wednesday the 6th of November, that's what it is, we're going to put out a tweet, a Facebook status, and an Instagram post which will allow you to predict the MLS Cup final. You just need to give us your score prediction, and if you are right, you go and go into a draw with everyone else who's right. We'll pick a winner at random, and you will then have a choice of winning a Seattle or a Toronto shirt courtesy of mysteryjerseys.com. Which one would you choose? But this is the thing I was thinking. Hmm, it's tough. I, I would have to go Seattle just because it's a different conference. I can't go for a Toronto. Another, another Red Eastern team. Exactly, yeah, and Toronto knocked Atlanta out. Who would you go for? Toronto and my Canada team, so that's fine. Oh, okay. Well, if you're a fan of MLS and you want another jersey, if you're a fan of Seattle or Toronto, and, I mean, the MLS jerseys are expensive, we know that, so you can <laughs> yeah. get them for free. Or you're a Portland and Montreal fan and you just want some toilet paper. <laughs> this is perfect for you. <laughs> so keep an eye out on our socials on Wednesday and uh, comment on the post that we do with your prediction for the MLS Cup final. If you win, you could be getting a Seattle or a Toronto shirt. There if, we go. If you're listening to this after Wednesday, uh, as long as the Cup final hasn't happened yet, it's absolutely fine. You've still got time to enter. Uh, just reply with your guess. Yeah, we'll pin it to the top of our socials, uh, apart from Instagram, which you can't, but you can search for that. We're at MLS UK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll be giving our predictions at the end of the podcast, like usual. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Right. Shall we move on? Go on. What's next? You've got to introduce me. I'm the guest on the game show that has hit the MLS world by storm. Uh, yeah, um, update on that. I haven't done a crisis right. <laughs> oh, well, I tell you what. Okay, I, I know. I've got a good one, actually. I was saving this for five things you may miss from MLS. Okay. But I'll be the presenter this time. Okay. So, Elliot. Sorry, Elliot Holman, to give you your full name. Come on down. Yes. I knew if I turned up unprepared, you'd save me. <laughs> So welcome to The Crisis Right. It's the MLS UK show game where it's basically higher or lower. What we've got here is Forbes have this week revealed Major League Soccer's most valuable teams 2019. Oh, okay. I'm going to name a team and where they are and you've got to then tell me if the next team is higher in the league standings or lower of MLS most valuable team. I tell you what, let's start with Orlando City in 12th. Apparently, they're worth $295 million. But... That's all the stadium, not the roster. <laughs> are New York Red Bulls higher or lower Ooh. than Orlando City in 12? Higher. They're lower. 13. Worth $290 million. Wow, OK. San Jose Earthquakes, are they higher or lower than New York Red Bulls? Lower. They are. 16. For $275 million, they're worth... Uh, let's go to Canada. Toronto FC, are they higher or lower than San Jose Earthquakes? Higher. You're right, they're in fifth. 395 million. Uh, let's go with their MLS Cup final opponent. Seattle Sounders, are they higher or lower than Toronto in fifth? I think just for Sierra alone, higher. Sierra, 
comma alone, not Sierra Leone, uh, <laughs> higher. They are for $405 million. Whether that'll change after this weekend, though. My goodies. My goodies. My goodies. Um, okay, let's go with Portland Timbers then, Seattle's Cascadia rivals. Are they higher or lower than Seattle in fourth? Think about this. I'm going to say higher because of the stadium. <sighs> You're wrong. Portland are sixth. 390 million. LAFC, a higher or lower than Portland Timbers. I'm going to be honest with you, the roster alone <laughs> is just ridiculous, so I'm going to say higher. They're in third. 475 million. LA Galaxy, are they worth more or less than oh. LAFC? I don't, I don't know what to base it on. I'm just going to say higher. They are higher. Yeah. I'm not going to say how much, though. Because the last one is Atlanta United. Are Atlanta United worth more or less than LA Galaxy? I don't know because I don't know everything that goes into this. They don't. Atlanta don't own a stadium, for example. I'm, I'm going to say lower. It just seems common sense. But no doubt because they're top of everything. So they may as well, they'll be top. Elliot. Yeah. They're also top of this list. Yeah. They're Standard. higher than LA Galaxy. How does uh, that even work? So... They don't even have a stadium. <laughs> So the top three are LAFC, 475 million, LA Galaxy, 480 million, Atlanta United, top, the most valuable team in MLS, $500 million they're worth. I, don't get me wrong, like I'm not surprised to see them in the top five or whatever, but straight, I don't know how they've worked out. It seems strange to me. Um, Colorado Rapids are 24th. They're worth 190 million. Uh, with Columbus Crew in 23rd, 200 million. So there you go. That is the most valuable teams in MLS and Atlanta United. May not be MLS Cup champions, but at least they're champions of that. Right. Uh, so that was technically one of your five things. Yeah. So let's get the other four, shall we? Uh, I'll, do the, I'll do your numbers for you. Are you ready? Yep. Here's five things you may have missed in MLS this week. One. Uh, number one. Atlanta United are the most valuable team in MLS, worth $500 million. Two. At number two, Juan Quintero has been targeted with an irresistible offer by an unnamed MLS club. The Colombian midfielder has been approached uh, with a move to North America. This is being reported in Colombia. He's been linked before with Chicago, Atlanta and into Miami. Yeah. Into Miami just being linked with everyone. Yeah, I'm bored of it now. I must admit, if I had to, if I had to put uh, five dollars, which I still have from my trip to Orlando, I would probably go with Into Miami for this one, just because they've been linked with everyone. Yeah, being linked with everyone. There's going to be some uh, Latino links, definitely. So uh, it seems seems a good shout. But I'd, haven't they got like what well, they've got one player at the minute or something ridiculous? Something like that. They need yeah. to kind of step that up. So yeah, let's say Into Miami. Uh, Quintero was uh, teammates with Pity Martinez while they were at River Plate. So, could be Atlanta. Three. At number three this week, Adam Lallana has been linked with a move to Major League Soccer by Yahoo Sports. The Liverpool midfielder who, let's face it, is a good player, but he ain't going to get into that team yeah. and it's been proved. He is out of contract in the summer, so the Telegraph are also saying this, uh, that clubs in MLS and China are looking to lure him over there. What do you think about this? Because I, I don't know, I just think Lallana would want to stay in the Premier League. You know, I think there's clubs in the Premier League that would have him. I think this is where MLS now needs to take a step forward, and it's not going to happen this year, and it's probably not going to happen next year, but they've started to shake the retirement league 
status off. But while the wage structures and the salary caps are where they are and you can only have three DPs, you know, he would have to be a DP and clubs have only got so much that they can put towards, you know, someone like that. I think MLS needs to now step up and allow clubs to start bringing over players like Adam Lallana. Mm. I think, you know, he's still young. He's still got a lot lot to do. He could move to Everton tomorrow. Well, that's bad. That's a bad example because he's a <laughs> Liverpool player. Uh, but he could move to someone, uh, you know, yeah, at, yeah. at that level tomorrow. Even Arsenal, you know. And so... I, I I wonder if MLS is a bit of a stretch for him, but it shouldn't be, is what I'm saying. I think we need to get MLS to a point where they do go for out-of-contract players that are in their mid-20s. Well, he's, he's 30, but yeah, I get your point. Um, next one. Four. FC Cincinnati goalkeeper Spencer Ritchie is going to spend 10 days training with Crystal Palace in the close season. He's there at the moment. He's going to be... Uh, oh, he's actually, he's leaving tomorrow <laughs> as we... Uh, as we record this. So he's leaving on uh, Wednesday the 6th and he become the first FC Cincinnati player to train overseas with a Premier League side. So, uh, I mean, that must... It must be a great experience for him, but also that must uh, help him, you know, when he's uh, he's going to go back. I mean, FC Cincinnati, it's going to be really interesting to see how they do next year. So this sort of help will be great for him. Yeah, they need to kick on. And uh, I'm sure uh, our mate Jack Stern has uh, had a little word with him and uh, maybe suggested that or organised that for him. But yeah, it's a good move. Good to uh, It's good to see again the UK uh, and MLS joining forces. Because Mo Adams said in our interview at the start of the first episode of this season... Mm. Uh, that they go to like a camp where other players from other teams are, are I also find that there. weird. So uh, maybe this is a new... I don't know, Richie may go and do one of those, but I just think for me, if you've got a chance to go over back to England or Europe and train for mm. a, a week, it would be beneficial. Yeah, I mean, if he can handle Wilfred Zaha in uh, training at Crystal Palace, then uh, going back to Cincy and facing shots from Fernando Addy <laughs> is uh, not really going to terrify him, is it? No, that's a good point. Five. Tab Ramos has become the Houston Dynamo head coach. He's moved from the US under-20s national team. He's a legend, isn't he, in US soccer. So yeah. uh, this is a, an interesting move for Houston. What do you reckon? Yeah, uh, it was rumoured for quite a few days before it actually happened. Um, Houston, um, <laughs> Houston teased it by posting a video of them just opening loads of tabs on the browser. <laughs> Guys, come on. Um, but obviously he's been in his position with the uh, US men's national team for a long time he's going to bring a lot of experience and Houston have kind of got that I know there's there's, there's the homegrown rule in MLS but Houston have sort of become famous for their foreign players and I think it's going to do them good to maybe get a you know, somebody who's very knowledgeable of the um, US men's national team youth system and hopefully bring in some young talent to Dynamo and that's it. That's five things you may have missed from MLS this week. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Okay, um, I want to try something before we do our predictions. Um, we've got the MLS Cup this weekend. Seattle Sounders at home hosting Toronto FC. Yes. Uh, <laughs> bearing in mind we've sort of got into MLS in the last five years, this has become a very familiar fixture. <laughs> Um, and both sides, the roster hasn't changed a lot, really. I was no. looking through them, and there's not been many changes uh, since the last few finals that we've seen between the two. I want to try and build our best 11 from Seattle and Toronto. You've created an either or situation for the yeah. 11 uh, places. So we're going with 4 2 3 1. Now, yeah. 
how do you want to do this? Are we going to both say who we think and any of it's a draw, battle it out, or do you want to do one position and I'll do one position? I think we just talk about it and see if we see. Uh, we'll probably just we'll probably agree on a lot of them anyway. Okay. Um, so the only thing I will say is obviously with. I've basically picked in each position, so like right back, left back, centre back, I've picked a Seattle player and a Toronto player. The ones that are most likely to be picked at the weekend. Um, Obviously, there's two centre back options, so it's not an either or. You can, you know, you can swap them around. But um, let's start in goal. We've got Stefan Fry for Seattle or uh, Westberg for Toronto. I think Westberg has done well to move Bono out of the team. But I'm going to go with Fry. Yeah? Yeah, I think Fry is... It's, if I was picking... If I had all these players and I was picking an 11 to play on Sunday, I'd go with the experience of Fry. But Westberg, good goalkeeper. Totally agree. I've gone for Fry because of uh, the experience. Right. Let's move to left-back. Okay. Left-back. Uh, you can have Brad Smith for Seattle uh, or Justin Morrow for Toronto. Toronto! Hmm... Again, this is tough, you know. It's tough because there's not much separating the teams. Seattle probably going off their farm in the regular season, probably edge it. But I'm going to go with Morrow because up and down, I've always liked Morrow. I would go for Morrow. I, I can't back it up. I don't know why. I just, I've always loved Justin Morrow because yeah. he's, he's been there for a while. Ever since I've been getting into MLS, been watching him, I've always thought that uh, he's a good talent. So I will happily go with... Justin Morrow. So that's uh, one from each team so far. Okay, first centre-back position. Elliot, who are you going for? Right, I think this one's easy. I reckon we'll both go for the same. Go on. Torres? Yeah. Just again, Torres for me, like that penalty, the, the winning penalty. <laughs> that This is the... Maybe if I was drafting for next season, maybe I don't go for Torres, mm. right? But for this particular game, for this MLS Cup final, Roman Torres, as soon as I see him, in my mind, I think of... That cold night, that big penalty, te- you know, when he wins it with the pens, I'd, I think big player to have on a, on a night like that. Yeah, and I think um, we spoke to Gregor last week, a Seattle fan, and he was saying that even though they have done well, they have missed Torres. I think Torres has come back from uh, his personal demons, mm. let's say. And, um, yeah, and he's, he's a big player for them. Who are you going to go for for the second choice, though? I'd like to make a case for Gonzalez for Toronto. Yes, because yeah. the, the way you've wrote this is it's... it's Right, obviously no one can see this, but you've put a Seattle player on top and then yeah. Toronto player on the line below. You've put Torres and then Gonzalez underneath. And I was like, he's brave doing that because I'd probably go Gonzalez oh, and no, Torres. I just, I just wrote them down. So uh, Gonzalez, I think this season has been... Uh, uh, in particular... Most of my reactions are coming from the Toronto side that have played yeah. the last 13 games. The one that won at Atlanta, the win at New York City in the playoffs, the the results at the end of the season. Gonzalez has been strong. He's been one of our best players for me. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, obviously, is a is a relatively new addition, but he's just been a beast. Now, Torres and Gonzalez is a nice partnership. So let's go right back then to finish our defensive line. Leardham or... I'll roll. Go on, go for it. I'm going to go Leardham. Yeah? Yeah. Like I said, there's not, for me, there's not much that separates both sides. I just like Leardham. That's as simple as it. You might give a, a more defined answer. No, I'm happy to go with that. Arrow's had a few injury problems this season, so I don't mind going for Leardham. That's fine. Right, moving into midfield then. Uh, sort of centre midfield, defensive midfield. Can I just say before we do this, mm. right? 
I don't think it gets mentioned enough that Michael Bradley is Bob Bradley's son. <laughs> I know. And we've been denied the final. Yeah, because I was watching the uh, Toronto game uh, against Atlanta, obviously, and they were saying, oh, Michael Bradley could come up against his dad. And I was like, I knew that, but I also didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I know they both called Bradley and all they both bald, but have I made that up? Is that right? No, of course it is right. And I don't think it gets mentioned enough. No, I agree. Um, which is Bradley... Bradley making a case for your best 11? No, I'd choose Roldan. <laughs> I'd choose Roldan myself. Okay, but, Christian yeah. Roldan. Um, do you know what? I think Bradley gets a bad rap. Yeah. I think because of the whole US men's national team thing, yeah, I see him getting booed. He was getting booed at Atlanta. Um, and I get it. But I actually think he's a lot better than people give credit for. But um, I'm, I'd like to go creativity central. Yeah. I'd like to go Christian Roldan and Osorio. I'm happy with that. I think Svensson is a great shout for Seattle, but in terms of being creative, in terms of getting the ball up the pitch, I'm happy with Roldan, uh, Roldan and Osario. Okay, nice. Uh, okay, right, let's go right wing. Hmm, okay. So we can have Jones from Seattle or Chubasa Endo for Toronto. Who do you think? In attack... And when I say attack, I'm talking wings, attacking mid, um, forwards. Toronto have so many options. Mm. But I think Seattle have more quality, especially in the wings. So I'm happy to go for Jones over Endo. Endo was literally frozen out until a few games ago when he suddenly came in and has done well. But I'm happy with Jones. Okay, I agree with you on that one. Uh, moving central, just behind the striker, I'm going to take this one. <laughs> this it's is, a, this is so one. hard. It's a tough one. Ladero and Pozuelo, yeah. but Pozuelo, for me, he's shown box office moments. I love Ladero. This is no shade towards Ladero. He, he would be on my bench, first man to come off the bench if we need anything, but I'd go Pozuelo. I totally agree, but I, it's when I wrote it down, I was like, oh, so harsh having to pick between those two. Because actually what you could do is play Pozuelo up top and have Ladero playing in attacking mid. But then you've got to choose between Pozuelo, Rui Diaz and Altidore, and I don't think we yeah, need that. That's true. I think that's, for me, the Ladero versus Pozuelo, the battle on Sunday is going to be a key area for mm. who wins uh, yeah, MLS Cup. Yeah, 100%. Um, on the left wing... Oh, this is tough as well. This is not fair. This one uh, again. This, I know. I know he scored in the uh, Benize. Of course, scored in the in the last game um, in Atlanta, and it was a banger. But he, like Endo, has not been there all season. Uh, it's just sort of come in, and I, again, he's a really good option, the same as Endo is. But I'm sorry, Jordan Morris. I mean, one comeback player of the year. Yeah, he's been unbelievable, and for me, he's got to play in this MLS Cup final for us. The front four spaces are so tough to choose. They're all tough, uh, every space, but the front four in particular. So this is tough, but I would go Morris. Uh, okay. Last one, striker. This one's tough. It's really hard, this is. I'll tell you what, let's see if we agree. Okay, I'll do one, I two. I haven't even decided yet. <laughs> I'll do one, two, three, and then you've got to say who you're going for. We'll say it at the same time. Okay, can you let me actually decide? Right. Okay, you have a little thing. So just to round up what we've done so far, MLS Cup, our best 11, Seattle or Toronto, we've got Frying Goal, Leardham, Torres, Gonzalez and Morrow at the back. Christian Roldan, Osario, then Jones, Pozuelo, Morris. Yeah, it's either Rui Diaz or Altidore. 
One, two, three. Ruby Ruby Diaz. Diaz. Oh, yes. we got it right. Okay, we've got the same one. Yeah. Uh, reason jo- reason yeah, for that being, Altidore, they've managed without him. Right. Now, also unsure of his whether his leg's still attached. We don't look like the, every game it's like, oh, he's 50-50. Well, he said it would be a miracle for him to play on Sunday anyway. Yeah, but, but we've had that every single game and yeah. he'll probably just... He flew to Atlanta and didn't even make the squad. No. Um, Rui Diaz, I think, just showed what quality he's got, you know, in the playoffs. And I'm I'm here for it. Rui Diaz, it is. So that's our joint Seattle-Toronto 11. We're more than welcome to tweet us at MLS UK show with yours. Please just use the same players we've used. Yeah, because there's so many options. Like, I had to take Delgado out for yeah. Toronto just because they don't all fit. Uh, same with De Leon. We've just gone for a basic, you know. So get in touch. It'd be interesting to see what people come up with because I'm sure there's someone out there that's listened to what we've just done and was like, no, I'd have gone with the other player. <laughs> yeah. I'd have gone with the other. So I have a completely different 11. So Especially if touch. you're a neutral. More interested if you're a neutral because Seattle fans are going to be like, oh, you know, I mean, Spencer and yeah. Toronto fans are like, oh, like Bradley's got to play. So, yeah, especially if you're a neutral. Uh, let us know yours, please. Looking forward, then, to the MLS Cup Final. I can't believe it's here. It's so weird that we're about to talk about the MLS Cup Final. Yes, 2019 edition. 2017, 2016 was also Toronto versus Seattle. I remember them so clearly. I was just getting into MLS and I was so excited to sit and watch them. And I remember it. I remember every moment of it. What would the third edition... If this was a film franchise, what would the third edition be? Talking like, I don't know, this time it's personal or stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the decider, isn't it? The the ultimate decider. Yeah. Okay. It's one each, and now it's the decider. So, go on. It's time for predictions. It's apparently meant to be raining in Seattle on Sunday. But who will be celebrating and who will be sleepless <laughs> in Seattle? Who will be the reigning champion? I'm going to let you go first on this. I haven't given it a lot of thought, I'll be honest. I'm just excited for the the spectacle of it all. Yeah. Um, Remember, we will be putting our names into the hat for the uh, to win the kit with mysteryjerseys.com. Right. I'm going to go for a Toronto win, and it's because I've stripped everything away from all footballing reasons. It's because they've literally just hit form at the right time. They seem to just be able to get the job done. They've been away, they've been on the road, and they've still made it happen. It's not affected them, so I'm going to go Toronto, and I'm going to go 2-0. Okay. I No, 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 no. Hold up. He's seen the shirt in the distance. Hold up. And he really needs to concentrate. Because Morris, Rui Diaz, Seattle are scoring. They're scoring at home. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Yeah. Mm, okay. I'd love it to go to pens, though. This is the thing. I'm going to go with 2-2. I think it'd be a draw and it'd go to extra time. But I don't think it'll go to penalties. No! Why deny us of the penalties? I've, I, I'm normally wrong with my predictions, so we could well go to penalties. 2-2, but then Seattle win 4-2 Oof. in extra time. Oh, turn up the heat in extra time. I like it. Seattle will just pull through, win MLS Cup for a second time. And that'll be it. And then I'll walk away with a Seattle shirt <laughs> getting it right with mysteryjerseys.com. Uh, I'm just here for it. It doesn't matter because I've already won over the season. So I don't really care about my prediction. I'm just so excited for it because I think this is going to be a really, really special game. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's set to be a special game. I think it will be. I think MLS and the, the neutrals wanted LAFC versus Atlanta. We've not got that. I think this is going to make up for it. I think I'm so excited for it. Seattle are going to do a great job of hosting MLS Cup. Big stadium, great fan base. And also, I think Toronto are a fantastic team as well. So I can't call this. That's why I've gone for a draw. It's going to be so exciting. Let's just hope for a really good game. Oh, yeah. Like, I have nothing else to add. I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. Um, Can we talk about our plans for this? Yes, well... We are planning to watch the game together. Mm-hmm. However, I'm uh, taking a little trip away with Poppy, who does the kit reviews. She's also my girlfriend. <laughs> I was going to say, more more importantly, <laughs> she's your girlfriend. She's my girlfriend. So we're going to Iceland for a few days to Reykjavik, coming back Saturday evening. She's going to wreck your what? <laughs> anyway, um, when we bought this, I panicked because I was like, it's MLS Cup final, because it's normally on a Saturday, yeah, isn't yeah. it? So we were then like, oh, well, I guess you can come to mine and... And then, but then it'll be like, oh, I don't know, we, we'll have to just like, you'll have to come. It's like, hi, Poppy, right, bye, Poppy, and just watch it. But it's on a Sunday, so we should be fine because it's also Liverpool v Manchester City, in it, on Sunday. Yeah. So we should have a bit of a day of it. So looking forward to that. Liverpool, Man City, and then the MLS Cup final in Henry's new pad. <laughs> yeah. This is what it's all about. Before we go... For the podcast, not to my pad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not going now. Um, we need to reveal the player who was featuring on this week's Game with the Changing Name. Now, a little uh, reminder for you. They started their career at National, went to River Plate, and then Aston Villa. They then played for two MLS teams, and then Chivas, and went back to National in 2013 to finish their career. Henry, who is it? I get nervous at this point because I was so confident before. Is it one Pablo Angel? No. Oh. Yeah, it is really. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when you said that, I was like, oh, no, it might not be. Yeah, he played for uh, New York Red Bulls for three years, 102 appearances, 58 goals. Wow. Uh, also, uh, LA Galaxy in 2011, 22 appearances, three goals. And Chivas USA, 28 appearances, 11 goals. What a player. If I thought he was always really good for Aston Villa, me. I, I was yeah. quite surprised that he uh, he didn't get the praise in England as much as he should have done. No, I, I agree. I think he could have uh, could have stayed in the UK, but, you know, it's fine. We don't mind a UK, uh, UK-based player going to MLS. That's what it's all about. Yes. Uh, right, that's it for this week on the MLS UK show. Remember, look out on Wednesday the 6th of November. So we will be tweeting, we'll be Facebooking, we'll be Instagramming an image uh, where you can then predict the score of the MLS Cup final. And if you are amongst the winners for that score, we will pick someone out who will win a Seattle or a Toronto jersey, all thanks to mysteryjerseys.com. Head to that website, check out what we do, because if you're a fan of football jerseys, this is perfect. You just give some money and they send you a mystery jersey. It could be anything from Everton to River Plate. It could, you know, it's a great website. So, Elliot, this is it. If you're a Seattle fan, if you're a Toronto fan, try to enjoy the weekend. Um, enjoy the nerves and the build-up and enjoy the game. If you're going, send us as many pictures and updates as you possibly can because that is huge to be going to an MLS mm-hmm. Cup final. If your team's not involved and you're watching as a neutral like we are um, because uh, Atlanta <laughs> didn't make it, uh, then um, just enjoy it because it's going to be special, this. It's going to be really, really special. 
It is. It's on at peak time in the UK as well, so we're so excited. Uh, that's it for this season, technically, for us, although we will be back in the close season doing all sorts of stuff. So, technically for us, season two continues until December 31st. Yeah. However, it's not. It's close season, so lots to talk about. We'll still be doing podcasts. Remember, you can subscribe, MLS UK Show, and you can also rate the podcast as well. But, Elliot, there's one rule if you want to rate us. Five stars only. Enjoy MLS Cup. Don't know what I'm going to say. I'll say it. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.